Okay, we're learning Daf Mem Gimel. Uh, we already made a little bit way, a little headway down in the Yamud. We are up to the Isimanat Torah of and Alan, about a third of the way down. Let's review outside where it is that we're up to. So basically, we were learning um, that in the base of Mikdash, in the times of the base of Mikdash, what happened was that uh, if the first day of, of Sukkot was Shabbos, everybody would take the Lulav. And they had to be careful. The mission was telling us about a whole system that they had that they, they obviously can't carry on Shabbos. So they had a whole system how they would drop off the Lulav and the base of Mikdash before Shabbos and then come the next morning and expect to get their Lulav. All system, everybody would be makna the Lulav to somebody else in case they didn't get there. There was fighting, there was a system. Then, then they changed and they said maybe everybody should just take it home instead of taking in the base of Mikdash. Um, but the point was that they definitely were taking the Lulav. They were doing the mitzvah. They were doing the mitzvah of Lulav on the first day of Sukkot, Shechadah was Shabbos. If Shabbos came out to be any of the other days, if Shabbos happened to be on days two through seven, even though the base of Mikdash and everything, it's a mitzvah midaraitz, um, to, shake, to shake the Lulav on days two through seven, but the Rabbanon suspended the mitzvah, the, rabbi, the rabbis took it away. Sheva Al-Taisa, they said, you know what, don't do it. Just, just stay passive. And what's the reason? The Gemara said, because really there's Xer. Why we don't want people taking, taking Lulavim on Shabbos? There's Xer, he might go to a Bucky, carry it for Amos and Rosh Hashanah. It's the reason we don't blow the shofar on Shabbos and we don't read the Megillah on Shabbos. So the Gemara explains, then why don't we have the same exact concern if Shabbos is the first day? What's the difference between if Shabbos is the first day or two, days two, two through seven? So the Gemara explains, first day is more significant of a mitzvah. Why? Because we see that no matter where you are on the globe, the first day of Sukkot, you have a mitzvah from the Torah. Whereas... The days through two through seven, even though in the base of Mikdash is Torah, outside the base of Mikdash is not. So therefore, since it's less significant of a mitzvah, even in the base of Mikdash itself, the Rabbanon were gozer, and they said, we don't take the lulav if it is Shabbos. That's the, uh, the basic idea. So we take the lulav on the first day that is Shabbos, but not the rest. The Gemara said, what about in today's day and age? Today's day and age, the Gemara said, well, if you're in Bavel, you're not sure that it's, uh, it's really the mitzvah of Sukkot, so you're, you're not sure. So since we're not sure, we have Sukkot Yoma, and we know it's Shabbos, we're not sure if it's Yantiv. So then we, uh, we refrain. But in Eretz Yisrael, the Gemara says, the Gemara says that in Eretz Yisrael, where they, they have a Bikiyas in the Kriya of the Archa, they're certain about what day Rosh Chodesh is. So they know it's the 15th day of the month. So in Eretz Yisrael, they still should have the Halacha that they take on the first day of Sukkot, Shechali, And the Gemara actually tried to prove that that point was even true because we had a Mishnah a couple days ago which spoke about people, a system where people were bringing the Lulavim to Shul. Like, huh, are they bring it to the base of Mikdash, or are they bring it to Shul? It must be after the destruction of the base of Mikdash, they were bringing it to Shul. So we see that in Eretz Yisrael, this idea was kept up that not only in the base of Mikdash, but throughout Eretz Yisrael, they're taking it on the first day of Sukkot. Okay? That's what we ended up Shmamina. So now, now that we emphasize this point, that the first day is a significance, that it's, it's, a, uh, it's a mitzvah to take anywhere on the globe, the Gemara wants to source. From where do we know that the first day mitzvah it's a chiv wherever you are. The Tanya, it says in the Bible, so what is the Torah? So, so you should all take. That tells us that it's not something that it can be like a communal chiv that the representatives of the Sibra can do for everybody. Rather, it should be it should be in each and every person's hand. You should see for yourselves. It has to be your own. This is the word which excludes either a borrowed or stolen lulav. You have to be the owner. It says you should take it on the day. It comes to tell you that right. the word yom is a little bit extra. Um, 
I could have just said Parishon. So we're saying that no matter what the day is, even if the day is a Shabbos, you still take it. Um, it like overrides the Shabbos. Now, what Pasuk, right? What din would there be? It needs to override. Right? We spoke maybe it's Xer Rabbanon. We spoke maybe it's Muksa, but all the Rabbanon issues. Here we have a Pasuk that's coming to tell us that you take the Lulav even on Shabbos. Well, well what's going on? Well, what was the issue? So that we still have to see. The Gemara will analyze that. Um, but then here's the point. The fact that the Torah says that it's the first day it's mashma anywhere in the globe. So it's not like a drasha even. It's just Pshutosh Mikra. It says you should take for yourself on the first day. It doesn't say any location. It's a little bit funny. The Brites like throws this together with the rest of these halachas, which were drashas. This is just, the Torah said, take for yourself on the first day without specifying a place. It's not something which is land dependent. So you have no reason to think it's only in our extra It's a little bit funny. The Gemara asking how we know, the Gemara bringing it as if it's a drasha. It really ends up that the way that we know that the first day is in mitzvah anywhere in the globe is simply Pshuta Shomikra, reading the Pasuk, that really is your impression. Harisha. Then we look at an extra hay. On the first day, I could have said it by Yom Rishon on, 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 on day one. Why does it say the first day? That tells us that even though we said that the Lulav override Shabbos, for whatever reason, we'll have to see exactly what it's overriding, but that, that, that idea that, yacht, that it's Docha the Shabbos is only if it's the first day. So Ha is like, you know, the specification. So saying the ability to be Docha Shabbos is limited to the first day of Sukkot. So now the Gemara is going to analyze this price. We really got what we wanted. What was basically what we wanted was how do we know it's a mitzvah anywhere in the globe? And the answer is, the Torah doesn't specify. It just says, but now that we mentioned a bunch of things there in the price. So the Gemara is going to analyze one by one. Amar Mar. We said you take on the day. Could have just said you take on first. What does it mean on the first day? That's an extra word. So we say it's even on the shops. Let's analyze the most the, the most severe issue we can think of with taking a lulav might be tilt. What is tilt? That is muksa. Right? At worst, the lulav is only a muksa midrabana. So the question is, it's a craw the mishri tilt. But I need a pasuk to tell me that handling the lulav at Shabbos is muksa, even if it is a muksa issue. But Moksa is only the Rabbanan. So I don't need a Pasuk to tell me that you're allowed to take the Lulav on Shabbos. Of course you're allowed to. So our answer is, by the way, I just showed you an interesting question. Why do you think a Lulav is Moksa? The Pasuk says, because it's not a Kli. Right? It's not a Kli. It's no different than a piece of wood that's outside, that's lying outside. But L'chaira, there's a din called Yichud. There's a halacha that if a person takes an item, even if it's not a Kli, but either verbally or mentally, but there's some sort of designation that they have to use it on Shabbos, then it's no longer muksa. So if you designate a rock to be a doorstopper, for example, it's not muksa, even though you didn't fashion it into a kli. So l'chayra, why? And what's the idea? Because you're planning on using it on Shabbos. There's a preparation that's following it, even if it wasn't misukan in some way into a kli. And even if you need a ticket into a kli, l'chayra, the egged should be a ticket. We have different ways that we should look at the lulav. It's very designated and prepared to be used for yantif. It sounds like from the Gemara that, yeah, it's a moksa issue, but so we waive the moksa issue. But it doesn't help us for the fact that we need a pasta because the pasta is daraisa. But why is Bechlaus there a moksa issue? I don't know. No, that's a different halacha. That, 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 that's a different xerim and that, that, that the pasta is certainly not referring to. Meaning the Gemara, what's the Gemara saying? The Mar is looking at the time. Look at it from the Doraisa perspective. The Mar is saying like this. Why do I need a Pasuk? At worst, all I have is a Muksa issue. In other words, the Gemara is not even entertaining the possibility of, of the Xer. The Xer is for sure. The Gemara is saying like the worst you could throw at me is that it's Muksa. Like the Xer I think is even lower. Do you know what I'm saying? 
The Gemara is saying, from a, I don't understand why I need a pasuk. Because the worst issue you can throw at me is muksa. Huh? True, but the Torah doesn't care about it. Meaning, if you'd ask God, am I allowed to do it? What does God say? Go for it, right? The rabbis imposed the zera. So the Gemara doesn't understand. So at worst, it's only a, a muksa. I'm saying, why is it muksa? Why is it muksa? Okay. All right. So the Gemara answers, Amar Rav, Alunit, Tzuchalu, Mashri, Lulav. His gums, we're talking about, it's the machshirin. What is machshirin? Machshirin means when you prepare to do a mitzvah. What does it mean to prepare to do a mitzvah? Let's say I have a lulav, which is right now attached to the tree. And I, don't, I didn't get it down before Yantif, right? So if I need to get it down, what am I doing? Am I doing a mitzvah when I cut down the lulav? Not really. I'm preparing to do the mitzvah. I'm being machshir the mitzvah. It's a preliminary stage. So the, the, the chiddush here that we're saying is that the, you would have said that you're allowed to do that. Because Lamaisa, even though it's kotzer, right? It's malacha to cut down the lula from the tree. But you're preparing for the mitzvah. So the chiddush here that we're saying is, by Yom HaFilu is that you're allowed to do that. Even if it's Shabbos and there's a malacha, del rights on standing in the way of you cutting down that lula. If it's kotzer, you're still allowed to do that. Even though you're not even doing the mitzvah of lula when you're, do- when you're doing it. Now, the Gemara says very quickly, Aliba died down. It's not unanimously accepted that you could do this. This Joshua is only according to one time to Tanya. Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that all the Hashem for Lulav could be Docha the Shabbos. That's what we just looked at. So now we understand. According to Rabbi Eliezer, it means no matter what day it is, you take the Lulav. Ah, there's no, there's no Daraisa issues. The answer is, what if there would be a Daraisa issue in being Machshir? You're right. There's no Daraisa issue that can come up in taking the Lulav. But pre- preparing the Lulav, there could be. Another one thing could be making the Eged. Making the Eged is something which is preliminary which could be according to Rabbi Eliezer. This is something, if you remember from Shabbos, Rabbi Eliezer holds in general, Machshiri and Mitzvah are like part of the Mitzvah. He holds, you know, in general, Machshiri, Mila um, Ardochas of Shabbos, you can carry a knife to go do the bris on Shabbos. The Chacham disagree. So this drasha here is all only Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer holds, you'd be able to cut the lulav down to go shake it. So the Rabbanon don't agree. Rabbanon who disagree, they say the preliminary things for the lulav are not Docha Shabbos. How about Yom So what do they do with the word by Yom? They don't need to say Afil of Shabbos. Because machshirin are not daicheh, and in the mitzvah itself, there's no daraisas. So the Gemara says, The Torah is telling you that you take the lulav only during the day and not at night. Meaning, on Sokes, any of the days you come and you take it at night, you're not yotzeh. Like, how do we know that? Because the Torah says, by Yom Harishon. So, I, Rebbe Lazar, Yom Lazar, Yom Lazar, Rebbe Lazar, Yom 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 Yom You'll be happy in front of Hashem, your God, with the lulav for seven days. So the Torah says, days, yom and lelos. So now by yom is extra. By yom teaches us that machshirim ardocha. Says the Gemara of Rabbanon. Rabbanon, you needed by yom. Imei hasam, if I just had shivas yamim, havimina lelit yom yomim yisukah. Yomim itself is inconclusive. It's inconclusive that it excludes nights. Why? Because the Torah uses the same word by sukkah. It says shivas yamim. Right? Shei shivas sukkah for seven days. So I would compare it to Yamim that's written by Sukkah. Just as in the context of Sukkah, even though the word is Yamim, but it includes even nighttime in the mitzvah. We'll see in where that comes from coming up. But you have to sit in the Sukkah even during the night, despite the fact that the Lashon Akra is Yamim. I've got Yamim Yamim below this. I would say by, by, by Lulav also. It may say, Maybe it includes nights as well. So I need by Yom to say that no, Lulav is only during the day. Now that we mentioned that sukkah applies by night as well, even though it says Yom, so the Gemara says, what's really the source? Sukkah Gufa How do we know? What is the basis that the mitzvah of sukkah applies during night? Great fundamental question. 
The Tana Rabbana Basukas Tishu Shivas Yom. So now we back it up. Torah, new price. Torah says Basukas Tishu Shivas Yom. Yom Afilu Belelos. The day means even nighttime. Atav Yom Afilu Belelos. You're telling me you're just assuming it includes night. But we know the Yom Afilu Belelos. Maybe it's wrong. And maybe day means not night. Says the price of Adinu. Why can't we make an argument to figure it out? Never come to Yom Afilu Belelos. Yomim. It says by Sukkah Yomim. And it says by Lulav Yomim. Malon Yom Afilu Belelos. Just by Lulav Yomim means. Yomim and not night. And as we, how do we know that? What did we just come out? Because it says by Yom Rishon, an extra word by Yom. So even though, so, so even though the word Yomim itself is inconclusive, but I know from Lula for sure by Yom excludes night because it says by Yom Rishon. Afghan, so to by Sukkah, Yomim below Lelos. It implies only day and not night. That's one argument. Compared to Lulav, just as Lulav, it says by Yom, and it's only during the day. So to Sukkah, it should only be during the day. Oh, maybe you could argue the other way. It says by Sukkah, it says by the Miluim, when the Mishkan was inaugurated, so there was a din that, that Aaron and his children weren't allowed to leave. It says in the Apostle, you should sit for day and night, Shivas Yamim, seven days. So there the Pasuk specifies day and night, and it says the Lashon Yamim. So I could argue, Madalan Yamim, I feel the Belilos, justice by the Miluim. Yamim included night. Avkan Yamim, I feel the Belilos. Maybe by Sukkah also, it includes night. <coughs> so I know that Sukkah, it says Yamim. I could compare it to Lulav where it says Yamim, it would exclude night. I could compare it to the Miluim where it says Yamim, it would include night. So now we're faced with a choice of what to compare it to. How do I know what to compare it to? And again, the big Nafkamina is, am I going to sit in the Sukkah during the night? So the Brayzer attempts to answer that. Near Lamidome, let's appear. Let, let's figure out which one is it more comparable to. Is Lulav more comparable to Miluim or more comparable to Sukkah? We should learn it from from Sukkah from Miluim. Why? Because Sukkah and Miluim are a constant mitzvah that I do throughout the day. I shouldn't learn from Lulav. Lulav is a momentary mitzvah. Lulav I take for a moment and I'm done. It literally takes a second. Miluim and Sukkah is a constant mitzvah. Throughout the day, they had to remain in the Mishkan. And throughout the day, you have to live in the Sukkah. It's not a momentary mitzvah. So it's a better comparison to Miluim. And therefore, I should derive Sukkah from Miluim, and it applies even at night. Says the bride. So, oh. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how we know that in the context of Yamim, it includes that. Right, but the point is, yeah, but the point is the terminology Yamim, you see, is used even in a place where night is included. Even though it said Yom of there was nothing wrong with saying the word Shavaz Yamim. So you see that Yamim could, it doesn't have to, but you see it could include nighttime. So maybe here, I don't know, I should compare it to there. Okay, so now we're saying it's more reasonable to compare it to Miluim. Oh, more we go the other way. You should learn something which is an eternal mitzvah from something which is an eternal mitzvah. Lulav is forever a mitzvah. And we should learn that from Sukkah. We should learn it to Sukkah. It should teach the Sukkah. And it should not be a knife. Don't bring it in. Miluim was like what? Like a one-time thing when the Mishkan was inaugurated. That's not a regular mitzvah. So now we're totally stuck. We don't know which way to learn. And we don't know whether Sukkah applies at night. Answer that. Instead of looking at Yamim as the Xer Shaba, we wouldn't know which way to go. We look at the word Teshvu. It says, Teshvu. 
It says that they, they, they were supposed to live there. It says in Pesach Almoy, Teshvu Yom Avalayla. So, so now, Malon Yom Avafilu Balelo, it's just by the moon, it includes night. Avkan Yom Avafilu Balelo. So, Dubai Sukkot includes the nights. We end up, let's just make a summary of what happened. We end up knowing that Sukkot is at night, nothing to do with a drasha of Yomim. It comes out, Xer Shav of Teshvu Teshvu. And we learn from the Miluim that it applies not only seven days, but seven days and nights as well. So, give that a, a, like a stamp of approval. Now work backwards. Now we were trying to figure out if I would know that lulav is only during the day and not at night from the fact that it said shivas yom. So Rabbi Lezer was learning there day and not night, and therefore he had by yom extra to override shabbos. The rabbanon are saying no, shivas yomim is inconclusive. All right, by sukkah it says yomim and it includes night. So the rabbanon therefore said that's why you needed by yom to say an exclusion of night, and it's not extra to tell us that it's docha the shabbos. Okay, all right. So bottom line is, we, have, we know that Lulav applies everywhere on the globe on the first day, and along the way, we learned a very interesting thing, if the preliminary aspects of the mitzvah, like cutting down the Lulav, are docha the Shabbos on the first day, Machlokas Rebbe Lezer says yes, the say not, but according to the Chachamim, even if Machshim are not docha, so the only issue that can come up is I already have a Lulav which is prepared, there are Bonan issues, that certainly you don't need him for. And those rabbinic issues that could theoretically come up, the rabbis only imposed on days two through seven in the base of Mikdash. They did not apply it anywhere on day one. As long as you're certain that it's Yantif, you're in Eretz Yisrael. That's the Manzkana of where we are now. Again, we have to stay tuned to see why do we don't shake the Lulav in Israel on the first day of Sukkot when it's Shabbos today. Manzkana of the Gemara is that you should. We'll have to see where that switched. Now we get back to the Mishnah. We said, Arava Shiva Ketzad. So what did we say? There's a mitzvah of Arava. Right? So what's the Yisrael? There's a mitzvah of Arava. Very interesting. When the Beis HaMikdosh stood, it seemed that there was Allah HaMosh. We've seen a real drasha that they did something with the Arava. Did they, did they walk around the Mizbeach with it? Did they take the Arava or did they just put it up on the side of the Mizbeach? That we'll see. We'll see Machlokas coming up. But they did something with the Arava. And even after the Beis HaMikdosh is destroyed, there's still some sort of minug practice slash Darabonon. We'll see exactly what level of a mitzvah it is to take the Arava. So the Mishnah was saying that the Arava could be, was performed in the Beis HaMikdash for seven days or only six days. So what did we say? If Oshana Rabba is Shabbos, then it ends up, right, it's taken even on another day, so it's taken all seven days. But if it's any other day besides Oshana Rabba, if Shabbos falls out on days one through six, that Shabbos, you wouldn't do that Arava ceremony. That's what the Mishnah is saying. So the one says, Arava was my time of Shabbos. What's going on here? Right, we, we, we kind of got our, our introduction from, from, from Lulav. Now we learned that, that there's an issue with taking the Lulav on Shabbos. Somebody might carry it. There's a Moksha issue as well. One of the two. And it kind of, the rabbis imposed a decree not to take it on Shabbos unless it's the first day. So the Gemara is like, how come the Arava, Anoshana Rava, how come it's Docha Shabbos? What's Pshat? And what does the Gemara mean? Just like if on that day, Oshana Rava, Shabbos, you're not going to take a Lulav, and the answer is, Zeh Shemi Yavirenu. So you, the rabbis should impose the same thing on the Arava. What's the difference between Oshana Rava of Shabbos that you don't take the lulav, but you would practice that rabbis. What do we do with the rabba one more time? Good question. <laughs> um, we're actually going to learn it's a dispute, but either they would stand it up around the mizbech, or they walk around the mizbech. The kohen would walk around the mizbech with it. So the one is saying, how come the lulav, the rabba would make gzera even in the base of mikdash? If the seventh, if days two through seven are shabbos, you don't take it. Only day one we override because it's such a significant mitzvah daraisa anywhere in the globe, but except for the first day itatocha shabbos. You're not allowed to do it on Shabbos, but here we see that Rava could be done on Shabbos when it's Hoshana Rabbah. Why don't we have the same Zerah? That's what's bothering the Gemara, it seems. 
Okay. Um, so the Gemara says, the The reason you're right, really, the rabbis aren't so happy. Their concern is going to come to Avera, but we want to publicize that there's an actual mitzvah midaraisa here. Um, remember that the chiyuv to take the rav and the base and make something that we're not so familiar with. You know why? Because there's no pasuk that really says to do it. It's really halacha Moshe Sinai, or maybe there was a drasha arveinacha, whatever it is. The sources are very weak, so people are, might not never know that it's a mitzvah to arisa. That's to emphasize that it's a real mitzvah to arisa. The rabbis didn't impose exera to stop it. It's an interesting thing. The rabbis imposed exera on lulav. They didn't impose it on a rava. Why? Because lulav, we can make exera. People aren't going to think that oh, maybe it's not really a mitzvah. Everyone knows it's a mitzvah to take the lulav all seven days. But 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 but, but arava, which is which is really weak source, it's only Allah Hamosh Sinai. So the rabbis didn't want to impose exera not to take it, because then people might not know at all that it's a mitzvah daraisa. So the Lord says, why? What's going on? Maybe lulav also, right? Maybe maybe we have to also publicize that it comes from the Torah. Why? Because it's not so clear in the Torah that there's a mitzvah to take the lulav all seven days. Yes, it's not Allah HaMashim Sinai, but it's not an explicit pasuk. All it says in the Torah is be happy in front of Hashem for seven days. The rabbis say that the interpretation of happy in front of Hashem means by taking the lulav all seven days in the base of Mikdash. It's not an explicit pasuk, meaning it's an interpretation of a pasuk. So maybe we should have the same thing. We should not impose the xera for the lulav to show that it's a mitzvah of So the Gemara, no, lulav xera should the but we can't. We're scared somebody's going to carry it. We have Rava's clear. We're going in a circle here. In both the Lulav and the Rava, it seems that there's Rava's Gzeh. Should the rabbis impose it or not? If you tell me by La Rava that they don't because they want everybody to know it's a mitzvah of so you could make that argument by Lulav also. So we're in one big circle. The question here comes back. Why by the Rava, when the seventh day of Shabbos, are we saying do the Rava ceremony? But by Lulav, we are saying for it to be suspended. So the Gemara answer is a very simple tariff. Arava, Shlucha Basin, Maisala, Lula, Vlakol, Masor, Arava, who's in charge of it? Everybody has a Chiv Arava? No, it's not a Chiv Arava for everybody. It's the court. The basin will take care of it. They'll bring the basin, make the, the, the branches to the basin of Mikdash. The Kohanim would go around the Mizbeach with it, whatever it is. So it's not something that's individual that everybody's worried about him and his Arava. So the Gzeir of Rabbah doesn't apply. Mashenka and Lulav, which is each individual has his Lulav and he has to go learn what to do. So that's where Rabbah's Gzeir applies, that we're scared and we say, don't take it on Shabbos. So it's a much a simple point. Simply, the, the, the concern is less by Arava, where it's more of a communal Chiyav and Basin can take care of it. And we don't have to be concerned that it would come to Chilo Shabbos. Says the Mar'i now that you explained so nicely that there's really no Gzeir at all by the Arava because there's nothing to be worried about, then every other day it should also be tocha. The Mishnah said, if day seven is Shabbos, then you do it. But if days one through six is Shabbos, you suspend the Arava on that day. You don't do the Arava ceremony on that day. Why not? If we're saying that the reason why we do it on day seven is because there's no real gzera, because Basin takes care of it. It's not on each individual. We're not scared somebody's going to carry. So we should say that there's never a gzera. Why is day seven different than days one through six? So Gemara, if the Arava would be mutter on any day that is Shabbos, people will come to be mezalz on the Lulav. Because in the Lulav, what's the halacha? Where everybody might carry it and we're concerned, we say that it's suspended unless it's the first day. Right? Unless Shabbos is the first day, you don't take the Lulav on Shabbos. So people are going to say, oh, what's more chashev? The Arava mitzvah or the Lulav mitzvah? Ah, the Arava is more chashev. The Arava you do no matter what, even on Shabbos. The Lulav, if it's day two through seven that falls on Shabbos, you don't do it. Must be, you know what we see from here? We see the Lulav is not such a significant mitzvah. 
We don't want people to think about it that way. Really, the answer is we're just concerned by Lulav. We're not concerned by Arava. But we don't want people to get the wrong impression. Okay, very gishmat. So therefore, they left it that it, 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 any day uh, that, that, that you're not going to be taking the, 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 the Lulav here on, on, on days two through six, so then if it's Shabbos, you wouldn't as well take the Arava. says, But at least the first day it should be Doha. Meaning, if Shabbos is the first day, you are taking the Lulav. So there's not going to be a zilzil if you take the Arava on that day. Remember, really, we're coming out, there's there for Arava. We're just saying you, that you don't, you don't do it on Shabbos if it's days one through six, so that people don't say bad things about the Lulav. But if it's the first day when you're taking the Lulav, so it should be good. Why the Rabbanon saying that the seventh day is the day that it's Docha Shabbos? I understand there has to be one day. There could be one day it's Docha Shabbos for everything else not. But why are you picking day seven? says, If that Rava would override Shabbos on the first day, it wouldn't be apparent that it could actually override it outside Rava. Amri, what would people say? Really, it's the Lulav which is being Docha Shabbos. And that Rava is just accompanying it. It's just like part of it. It goes together. You have the Lulav, you have that Rava as well. But people would say that Rava on its own can't be Docha Shabbos. In other words, people would mean Mizalzo the other way. If it's only Docha on the first day, people would assume that the only reason it's Docha the Shabbos is because since anyways you're doing the Lulav, you do that Rava as well. But the Rava on its own can't do it. So therefore, Rashi says, ultimately, people are going to go back to the mistake and think that it's not a mitzvah daraisa. So therefore, we have to say that it's docha on a different day than the lulav is docha to show that there really is a mitzvah to do that rava. On the other hand, we have to say if any other day of Shabbos, we don't do it so that people won't think it's more significant than lulav. Both lulav and arava have one day that is docha Shabbos. Says the Gemara of Litchub Why are you picking day seven? Okay, so we get it. It has one day that is going to be docha to show that it's from a mitzvah It's not more significant than Lulav. Lulav also have is, is one day. But why did you pick day seven? Right, so we would answer, what do you mean? Hoshana Rava, it's the day of that Rava. And the Gemara, like, there's nothing to do that. Like, there's a mitzvah to do it all seven days, to stand up the Rava around the Mizbech. There's nothing more chashiv about doing it on the seventh day than the rest of the days. So why the Rabbanon saying that if it's seventh day of Shabbos, you do it, days one through six, not? Once, it's not going to be day one to set it apart from the Lulav, so we just put it on the opposite end. Basically, what the Gemara is answering is no good reason. There's no good reason why it's day seven as opposed to day six or five. But the point is, once it's not one, we have to set it distinct from the Lulav, so we put it on the opposite side. So basically, let's make a summary of what we have. That's a little back and forth. It gets a little, a little technical here. But what's, what do we have? We have that the Arava is a real mitzvah from the Torah, when the Besamitah stood to stand it up around the Mizbech, walk around the Mizbech, whatever. We really need to do it. And we'll do it on Shabbos. We really fundamentally, there's no issue to do it on Shabbos. The small issue that somebody might carry, eh, not going to happen. It's, it's, it's the community it's based in. It's not each yachid. Lulav, as we said, we have the Xerah. We don't do it unless it's the first day. Arava, really, we would do it. But we have this other sensitivity. We, won't, we have to make sure that we're not doing it on Shabbos, the Maisa, so that people don't think it's more significant than Lulav. So we can give it one day, just like Lulav has one day, but we can't give it more than one day on Shabbos. Now, we don't want to give it the same day that Lulav has, because then people might not realize that Rabbah is significant at all. They'll just say it's going with, the, we're going with the Lulav. So therefore, we have to give it another day. And once we're not giving it the first day, we give it the seventh day. But on any other of the days that fall on Shabbos, we'll suspend it, even though we don't really have a good reason why we're doing that. It's just that people won't say that it's more chashiv than the Lulav. Pretty interesting stuff. So what are we coming now? That there's really no Xera that somebody might, make, might carry. Nowadays, post-Korban. So what's going on post-Korban? So this is where it gets a little tricky. Post-Korban, we're taking the Arava. Why? 
It's a little bit of a minah, minah neviim. We'll see it's machlokas later whether it's a mitzvah of the neviim or only a minah of the neviim. But we take the arava today, even though we don't have a mizbeach. It's not halachah mishum. See, not to take it today, but it's some there's some level of a mitzvah slash custom to do it. But we don't do it on Shabbos. If Hashanah Rabbah would be a Shabbos, we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't take the Aravas. We should do it. Alright, why don't we say that it should be done? And Rashi, Rashi explains a little bit that part of the reason why we want it. That even though today we're not really doing the Allah much Messina and it's only from the Nevi'im and it's some sort of Drabanan, maybe we should try to publicize the fact that it stemmed, that it originated from Allah much Messina. Which is a pretty decent point. Right? Think about it. Most of the average Jew today might know that there's some sort of custom to take a rabbi on a shana rabbi. He has no clue that it stems from a mitzvah that's actually the Raisa, halacha Moshe Messinai, in the base of Mikdash. We really don't know that much. <laughs> so maybe it's a good idea. Today we should say that we should do that rabbi, even if a shana rabbi Shabbos, to show that it's a chash of a thing and publicize the fact that it was a Raisa origin when it was Docha Shabbos back then. So the Mars says, Today in Bavel, we never know if it's the right day. So since we don't know if it's the right day, we know it's Shabbos, we don't know if it's really the seventh day, so therefore it's not Tocha. Says the Gemara, But those who are aware should, meaning in Eretz Yisrael, they should be taking it. So the Gemara says, It never happens. Hoshana Rava never falls on a Shabbos. Today we have a set calendar the Gemara is talking about. Basin decides after the Corbin of the Bais, there was no real basin, and the Rabbanan made sure that the seventh day of Sukkot would never fall on Shabbos. They did all they could to make sure that it wouldn't happen. And basically, it seems like part of the Rashi explaining date, they Dafka orchestrated that way is because of the dilemma of what to do if it would fall on Shabbos. On the one hand, we don't really want to be moderate. Really, we have a Muxa issue, and all we have is really just a custom to do it. But on the other hand, it would be nice to do it to emphasize the fact that when the Beis HaMikdash showed it was a real Allah HaMashmizinah. So in order just to like make sure we don't have the dilemma, the rabbi said, never, ever, ever will fall on Shabbos. We'll never have a Hoshana Rabbah on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, it's not necessarily true. Says the Gemara, Ki Asa Rabbin, Mechon HaChuchim, Rabbah, and all of his, uh, all the people who came from Eretz Yisrael, came to Babel, Amri, they said, Ikla, it's actually not true. It could come out on Shabbos. The seventh day could come out on Shabbos. Lodachi, it's still not Docha. Says the Gemara, why not? So now Elakasha. We only we're able to say it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, why isn't it Docha? We should be able to come along and publicize that it comes from a, a, a Daraisa source. And it should be something, even though you've got some sort of Muxa issue. And again, remember, we don't really have the Gzeira Darava issue so strong in front of us by the Arava. So why don't we, why don't we take the, the Arava in Eretz Yisrael if the seventh day is Shabbos? If you say it doesn't fall, it doesn't fall. But if it does fall, why don't you do it? So I'm Rav Yosef, Man So now the Gemara gets into another point here. What is the mitzvah of Arava? Is it a mitzvah to take the Arava? The same way you take the love, you take the Arava? Maybe not. Maybe the whole Gansa mitzvah is just to, to stand up the branches around the Mizbech. So now we're going back first to the Daraisa times, when the base of Mikdash stood and there was a Mizbech. First we have to figure out what the mitzvah is. What's the Allah HaMashim Sinai? Is it to take the Arava around? To circle, for people to circle around the Mizbech holding it? Or is the mitzvah the Zikifa? The mitzvah is just to stand it up. A really fundamental question. And Afkamina is that if the mitzvah is the standing up of the branches, then there's nothing to do today. When we do today, it's not really remembering the base of Mikdash's mitzvah. If the chefs of the mitzvah is to take it, then you could say, yeah, we remember the mitzvah of taking it. Now we might not have a bizbeach to walk around. But the mitzvah, the maisa mitzvah is still shy. I could still carry it. So therefore I have the mitzvah today. 
But if I go that that's not right, and the mitzvah isn't the taking of the arava, there's no mitzvah to take the arava. The mitzvah is to stand the arava around the mizbech. Then today, when you hold the arava, what are you doing? It's the weakest remembrance of all time. It's not really remembering the mitzvah. So it's a new minute of that. It's a nice minute to take the arava. It's a nice minute to take the arava. But don't tell me that that minute is so important that I want to be docha muksa in order to show that it stands from a daraisa. Because what it stems from and what it is are very off. That's what the Gemara is saying. So we're thrown into a dispute. What was the halacha of Moshe Sinai? What happened in the base of Mekdush's times? Did they stand it up around the Mizbech or did they take it and carry it around? If they take it and carry it around, that means today it's more of a chash of a minog. It's a remembrance of what was. Then the Gemara thinks it should be doch. The Gemara is making the argument that that's not what it is. When the Beis stood, they just stood it around. So what we do today, Tehulding, is something very weak. We don't really remember much about what happened in the Beis HaMikdash's times. So we don't have a real reason to do it on Shabbos. It is. No, it's Darius. The Allah when the Beis HaMikdash stood, right, that they would put it. It's very important. No, it is Darius. And that's what, why the Gemara is sensitive that today we should do it on Shabbos, the Minog, even though we don't have the Halach anymore, to emphasize that when the Beis HaMikdash stood, it was, it was a Daraisa. But what the Gemara is saying is that only works if what you're doing is what they did in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Gemara is Is that true that the mitzvah is B'skifa, not B'netila? The mitzvah is that Lulav HaRava, Shisha V'shiva. Lulav HaRava done in the Beis HaMikdash six or seven days. Right? And then it talks about the Arava, that the Arava is also. So my love Kilulav, that means the Arava is just like the Lulav. Right? It says Lulav and Arava. Ma Lulav and Etila, just as the mitzvah of Lulav is to take. Right? You don't stand the Lulav around the Mizbech. You take the Lulav. Af Arava and Etila. So presumably we should compare, just because they're juxtaposed together in the Mishnah, the Arava is also by taking it. The Marav Yosef says, come on, meet the area. Did it say that? That's not a good proof. Hakadis, Hakadis. The Lulav is the way it is. The Arava is the way it is. The Lulav is the way it is. It's taken. The Arava is the way it is. It's stood around the Mizbech. There's zero proof from the fact that they're grouped together in the Mishnah that the mitzvah of Arava is to take. It says, every day, in each six days of the, of, of, of the first six days, they would circle the Mizbech one time. In the seventh day of Hashanah Rabbah, they would circle the Mizbech seven times. So what does that mean they would circle it? Clearly that means that there are people walking around doing something. So my love Arava doesn't it mean the process of circling it, holding the Arava? The Gemara thinks that Makifin means that they are, they, that, and obviously we know it doesn't mean standing up. Makifin could mean you encircle this back, but it's saying how many times you do it. So clearly it means walking around. So clearly somebody is, 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 is taking something and walking around. So presumably it means the Arava. So we see in the Mitzvah understood they would take the Arava and walk around. So we see the Mitzvah to take it. So the Gemara says, Loba Lulav. No, actually it is that they would take the Lulav in their hand. Meaning the mitzvah of Arava is really just standing the branches around the Mizbech. Then the ceremony was that they would take the lulav and walk around seven times. Very interesting idea. It's very interesting. The Gemara originally assumed it was Arava. Now the Gemara is assuming it. The Gemara is being docha. The Gemara is being docha. No, it's the lulav. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? But we have somebody who said it was with Arava. Rav Nachman said it was done with Arava. So again, the proof is coming back that the mitzvah is to take, not to just stand up. So the Gemara says, Amalei, Rav Yosef says a very sharp comment. Who Amalei, very nice, Rav Nachman said they did it with the Arava. I'm not amin of I say with the Lulav, meaning I'm bound by what Rav Nachman said. Rav Nachman said, Amor, I'm an Amor, I have to care about what he said. So you're right, there is someone, some Amor who says that the mitzvah is, is, is to take the Arava, and they did it, they, and they did it, they walked around with the Arava. I say not that way, I say it was done with the Lulav. 
So now the Gemara gets into this dispute a little bit more. Itmar, Rabbi Lazar, Omer, Balulav. They circled the Mizbech with the Lulav. Rabbi Shmuel, Barnazan, Amar, Chanina, Barava. They circled with the Arava. Chanina, Rabbi Nachman, Arava, Barava. They circled the Mizbech with the Arava. It's a really interesting thing. Two things are coming out. One issue is what's the mitzvah? Is the mitzvah to stand it up or is the mitzvah to take? And then the second question, which is obviously derivative, is that. If, if the mitzvah is only to, circ- to, to stand it up around the Mizbeach, then what did they walk around with the Mizbeach? It seems they walked around with the Lulav and not the Arava. It seems those two issues are indigent. So now the Mark continues, continues further. You son of a Torah. You son of Torah. Your father said, Hold it now. And this is what it says in the mission. Each day they would go around the Mizbeach one time. But that day they went around seven times. Your father said it's Palulav. We have a kasha from the Brisa. The Brisa says, Lulav overrides the Shabbos at the beginning, meaning on the first day, Lulav is Docha Shabbos. Arava Besofa. Arava Docha Shabbos on the end, on the seventh day. It happened once that the seventh day of the Arava fell on Shabbos. So they brought the shoots of the Arava on Friday. They left them in Nazara. The Baisusim didn't believe in Allah Hamashim Sinai. Since Baisusim don't believe in Allah Hamashim Sinai, they didn't want to see that the Arava practice was going to happen. So they hid them under the rocks. And they knew if I put them under the rocks, it's going to disrupt the ceremony. Why? Because you can't move rocks. Rocks are muksa. So they knew that the rabbis wouldn't be able to do the mitzvah if they put them under the rocks. Very interesting thing. They're playing games here. So they have the rabbis against the Baisusim. Then the next day, the Ami Aretz came. The Ami Aretz are like everybody else. Not a rabbi. Not a disbeliever, just somebody who's a little bit ignorant. So what did they, they came around to shove them on him. They took them out. They didn't know you shouldn't move the rocks or not move the rocks. So they just said, we're on team rabbi. We want to see the Arava done. And they took them away. So then the Kohanim could use it. Kohanim did it and they stood it up on the side of the Mizbeach. So what happens? Why were the Baisusim uh, opposed to it? The Baisusim are not in agreement that Arava is allowed to be Docha Shabbos. Okay, great. Now, Alma Benetilahu. That's the story. But we see even the Brisa mentioned it's the, the waving of the Arava, right? That was the Lushan here. So if that's what happens, we see that they took it in their hand and they didn't just stand it up. So this is all based upon the Lushan of Chibut. That's what we're saying. So what does the word Chibut mean? So the Gemara is just assuming that the word Chibut means uh, some sort of waving. Now, somebody else would come along and say, what does Chibut mean? What does it mean, lachavot? To smack it against the ground, right? That's the Rambam. It's a very interesting Rambam that says such a thing. But the, 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 our simple understanding of chibot just means taking and waving. That is the translation of Rashi. So bottom line is, it says in the Lushan of the Brisa, nothing to do with the story, but it just said in the Lushan of the Brisa, what did it say? The Baisusim don't agree about the, the ceremony of the chibot arava. So chibot means to take, to shake. So we see clearly that the mitzvah is to take. Not just to stand it around the Mizbeach, but rather to take it as well. So the Mar says to you, after this rejects, this rejects Rav Yosef and all the other people who said that the whole thing is just to stand it around the Mizbeach, we see it's not true. Actually, what would happen is the Kohanim would take the Arava, there was a waving, and then they would go around with the Mizbeach, and only afterwards would they stand it up around the Mizbeach. Okay, so we clearly see there's a din lachavot to take the Arava, and they would do that, and only afterwards would they, um, would they do that. Now, there's a big question. What would they walk around the Mizbeach with? Once we come out that we were wrong, and it's not, the mitzvah isn't just putting it up on the Mizbeach. There was definitely mitzvah to take it. 
Does that have to mean also that that minog was that they walked around the mizbeach seven times with that rava, or that other dispute if they walked around with the lulav or that rava it could be that they took that rava and waved it, but they still walked around with the lulav? That's a big machlokas harishonim. Whether once we come out and we reject the opinion that they only only encircled the mizbeach and they def, that they only stood on the mizbeach, they definitely took the rava. Does that necessarily have to mean that they walked around with it seven times? That's a machlokas. So we've definitely rejected the opinion that the only thing they did with it is, is put it up on the side of the Mizbech. So now what happens? So let's go back. Our question comes out. So then nowadays, if it's Oshana Rabbah and Shabbos and Eretz Yisrael, it should be Doche. The only reason we had why it wasn't Doche was why? Because it's not really remembering in the base of Mikdash. Because in the base of Mikdash, they stood it up on the Mizbech. We don't have a Mizbech today. But now that we rejected that opinion and we came out clearly that Aloha Moshe Misinai is to take the Arava. So now, when we don't have a base of mikdash, we're still doing a very good zecher. We could still take the arava. So now the question comes back: the rabbi should allow it to be done on Shabbos if Hashanah Rabbi Shabbos to emphasize that back. It stems from a mitzvah daraisa. So the, now the Gemara answer is given that since the people in Bavel aren't going to do it, so the people in Israel also don't do it. What is the what's the answer? We're not going to make different groups in Klai Israel. The people in Bavel don't do it. Why? Because they don't know if it's the, if it's the seventh day of Sukkot. Since they don't do it, the people in Israel aren't going to do it either. That's the Gemara's answer. We don't have different groups. Frak the Gemara. What did we learn yesterday? What about the first day with regards to the Lulav? The Lulav is not Docha Shabbos in Bavel. But what did we prove yesterday? That it's Docha in Eretz Yisrael. So we see that we could have different groups of Kali Yisrael. So the Gemara says, you know what? What we said yesterday was wrong. Actually, in Eretz Yisrael, the Lulav is not Docha Shabbos on the first day. It was a mistake. What we came out yesterday was not true. Actually, the lulav is not Docha Shabbos in the first day in Eretz Yisrael. But what about the Mishnayis? Didn't we prove it yesterday? Remember, we we one place, one Mishnah said they brought it to Shul, one Mishnah said they brought it to the base of Mikdash. When we answer, when the base of Mikdash stood, they brought it to the temple. If the base of Mikdash didn't stood, they brought it to Shul. But we see, even when there's no base of Mikdash, they were doing it on Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael. Now you're telling me no. Since they don't do it in Bavel, they don't do it in Israel. So the Mar says, Lo, both Mishnahites were talking about when the base of Mikdash stood. Kan ba Mikdash, kan The Mishnah said that they did it, they brought it to Eretz Yisrael, they brought it to the base of Mikdash. That was only somebody close to the base of Mikdash. Somebody who lived far away in Tel Aviv, he would just bring it to his local shul. So what is the Maskona of the Gemara? Maskona of the Gemara is, after the base of Mikdash was destroyed, there is no taking of the Lulav on Chavez, even in Eretz Yisrael. That's the Maskana of the Gemara. And the Arava is the same thing. Since in Bavon we're not going to do it because we're not Kavina Diyar Archa, we don't do it in Eretz Yisrael as well.